Thanks for listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. Check out more great podcasts today on one of these awesome affiliate networks. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. The Tangibound Network. Check it out. Tangiboundnetwork.com. Listen to this show, the latest episode, every time. A proud member of the Good and Geek Network. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts over at gunnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. On this week's episode, we go into the future with Star Trek Discovery. Audiences go into the courtroom with the trial of the Chicago 7. And will families go back into the living room with the infinity table? All this and more as we once again delve into the Pop Culture Cosmos. Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. And we're back for another episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please, 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 please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, throw out some of those Facebook gaming stars at us, it is truly appreciated. Plus, I also want to give everyone a heads up there. We've got great episodes that are now on tap for the Lakers Fast Break channel, which I just did an extensive interview with the Lakerholics on part one of our Lakers Championship Roundtable. Plus also as well, I have great interviews from Michael Weisenberg. And you can also catch our 2020 NBA World Championship episode still where I do a little bit of singing and celebratory exasperation, I should say, because I guess you can call it singing. But, you know, if you want to listen to it, it's right there for you on the Lakers Fast Break channel, wherever you get your podcast. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, I'm still doing a lot of great episodes each and every week. With Chris Sardieri. So if you want the inside for your fantasy football team, you want to go ahead and check out Inside Sports Fantasy Football as well. Well, stepping in for Josh Peterson today, it is my good friend indeed. You got to catch him at Castle with a K, FPV. At Castle FPV on Twitter, it is my good friend indeed. It is Mr. Marcus De La Garza. And Marcus, thanks for stepping in for Mr. Josh. Hey man, it's uh, it's been a fun time hanging out with you, and and we actually just had a chance to hang out with Josh as well as a combined group, and I'm very proud to be able to kind of step into this moment for just a second. And you know, Josh will be back next week, but you can always catch me on the multiverse right now. That's correct. Every Friday on the PCC Multiverse, on over 30 radio stations all over the world, and also wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, we're going to be dropping a snippet here or there on the shows, but exclusive podcasts that are coming to the pop culture cosmos which are upcoming game profiles which are going to be calling the game source profile so we're going to go ahead and profile some of the upcoming games plus the next console generation and you're going to hear specific episodes on each we're going to try and drop them each and every wednesday on the pop culture cosmos channel as well well my friend there's a lot to talk about on today's program including the trial of the chicago seven on netflix Star Trek Discovery gets Season 3, and also Season 4. We're going to talk about Lovecraft Country, which is a big hit for HBO. Also as well, Marvel TV and Hellstrom. We're going to talk about that, and I, I guess I have some feelings on that one too. It's kind mm-hmm. of disappointing to see how that's going to be turning out. Lavanda Loon, I've got some great earbuds I want to go ahead. And in this case right now, I've got in my hand, I've got the Lavanda Loons direct from overseas that just dropped this in my hand and said, you know what? We want you to give it a shot and give it a try. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to check this out. And I'll go ahead and share my thoughts later in the program as well. Arcade one up, who you know, from those home arcade units. In fact, I'm looking at one right over there for final fight. They're actually dropping other things and including they've had one recently on Kickstarter for possibly the future of board gaming. We'll talk about the Infinity Table on the back end of the show. And I've got a great guest coming up. He is the star 
of the show that's now on Amazon. It is Stepdads. And I've got Jay Davis, comedian, writer, extraordinaire. He's going to be stopping by on the program later on. But first, my friend, I want to ask you real quick, Star Trek Discovery, drop in season three. They're heading into the future. I mean, it was left on a cliffhanger last time, but they're heading into a future where it's a whole new universe that they're dealing with. The Federation is in shambles. It looks like it's a whole new deal for them. It looks very intriguing. I'm having a lot of fun with it as far as from what I've seen so mm-hmm. far. In fact, CBS All Access, which you and I have seemed to be talking about more than probably <laughs> anybody that's watching it because not enough people have been giving CBS All Access the love. But we've been seeing a lot of great things on there lately with Console Wars and Star Trek Lower Decks and all that. But Star Trek right. Discovery is something that's coming out, which is their high-profile show. They put a lot of production values with it, and it's just something that I think people need to go ahead and check out. I know season one on CBS hasn't really done well ratings-wise, but I think it's time for people to go ahead and give Star Trek Discovery a chance. Yeah, and I'm with you. Just looking at the screenshots for season three, because I haven't dove into season three yet, the production quality has jumped up to a different level, and I I think you've already agreed with that out the gate, haven't you, Gerald? Yeah, I mean, they've put a lot of money into it. I mean, Paramount... It, it shows that they're really not focusing on the movies right now because they're putting so much of an emphasis right now in the TV shows. Paramount's behind this one, you just said. Yeah. Paramount's behind one of my new favorite shows that I, I've just jumped onto recently is Yellowstone, and that, that's in season three. Mm-hmm. But the production quality on that show is very similar, just in the, the clarity of the Well, the, that's, that's the a huge work. show. That is, that's by far, in a way, leaps and bounds, the most popular show on the Paramount Network. And that's oh, something, I, yeah, that's just... Yeah, I, I get that, but it's, I'm just going to go ahead and point out, just looking at the screen caps from Season 3 for Star Trek Discovery, it's on par with, with Yellowstone Season oh, yeah. 3. Yeah, they're not sparing any expense here, and I, I think we're starting to see this shift back towards TV with some of these newer, not newer series, but some of these series where the companies are starting to put the money into the TV series that needs to be there. We talked about this on the PCZ Multiverse on Friday with Disney, now focusing yeah, more on streaming, and it's essential right now for paramount that has basically star trek is when you consider the whole pantheon of star trek we consider the whole residuals that they get from star trek and everything involved it's probably either at or is or close to number one as far as their ips all time when you consider it maybe you can consider the mission impossible series or in other stuff i know that's a stretch i think right now with everything that star trek gives you it has to be considered their number one ip but they haven't done well money wise even with the critically acclaimed 2009 and also sequel jj abrams movies they haven't really haven't had a breakout billion dollar hit with the star treks on the movies and that's that's the problem so I think you're right. When it comes down to it, I think Paramount has made a calculated decision to throw all the money at the Star Trek Discovery, the Star Trek Lower Decks, Star Trek Strange, New Worlds upcoming series. I think that's going to be taking place with Spock and Captain Pike. And number one, they're putting a lot of money behind Star Trek right now. And that's a good thing for audiences. Yeah, and, and I'm on board with that. It's this is gonna be an interesting situation that we're in moving forward. And and we've you know, yes, we've talked ad nauseum about how these companies are gonna push us forward as far as how we consume our entertainment. But Paramount really has made that shift. They're all in on the TV production, and I'm excited to see the franchise itself get this kind of attention and this kind of money behind it to to really fully flush out these ideas. Captain Pike and also Spock and also number one who were very popular on season two and who did a great job as far as being a great part of that season two of Discovery. They're now branching off into their own series. So I'm looking forward to that also as well as Star Trek Discovery. It looks like something a lot of people are going to get really invested in. I'm hoping anyways, although I was kind of saddened to see when Star Trek Discovery season one, which Again, when it comes to CBS All Access, not a lot of people got a chance to see because not a lot of people have CBS All Access, got a chance to see it. It didn't go over as well as I thought on CBS. I'm kind of disappointed to see the lack of results on that. 
we talked about it Friday, but I think CBS All Access is about to get a whole another round of subscribers coming in here, just simply based off season three for Star Trek. And then they've just announced that they're going to be moving the CBS All Access platform over to Paramount what, Plus. What Paramount Plus. I think it's a better trend for just TV generally. Call it how it is. So I'm looking forward to Star Trek Discovery Season 3. I hope you're following it as well. You get a chance to see the latest premiere for Star Trek Discovery in Season 3. And also the great news that Star Trek Discovery has already been approved and renewed for Season 4. We want to hear your thoughts if you're a follower of Star Trek Discovery and the whole Star Trek universe on television. We'd love to hear your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com well, there's so much to talk about again on today's show and also as well coming up later in the program we've got an interview with jay davis comedy writer extraordinaire coming up later in the program but i want to go ahead and talk to you real quick about the trial of the chicago seven on netflix and yes it covers a great historical courtroom drama obviously a lot of the protests at that point in time in the 60s and it has an all-star cast sasha baron cohen Eddie Renmain, Jeremy Strong, Jeremy Strong, Michael Keaton. There's a ton of great actors and actresses in this movie. Aaron Sorkin is directing it. And depending on who you talk to, this movie could really be an Oscar worthy movie or this movie is not the best thing at all because the reviews are decidedly, and I mean decidedly all over the place from IGN giving it a 10 to scores in the 30s and 40s so i want to hear your thoughts this movie is all over the place and it is still something that a lot of people are interested in i've seen grades as high as in the 80s and i think the ign one really sticks out because i think that's going to be something a lot of people are going to point towards too so i want to hear your thoughts on trial of the chicago seven I just watched the trailer for this last week. I'm really looking forward to sitting down and watching this when I have a chance. This is a story that I lived in the Midwest for a while, and I feel like this is a story that got really retold when I was going through high school and everything. And it's really coming back around full circle in 2020. We're talking about riots, and we're talking about inciting riots, and talking about the handling thereafter, and, and how do you best apply justice to people that may have not been acting in the best interest or something of the community, yeah. whatever you, you want to describe it as. This is an all-star cast, man. I understand why we have such divisive reviews. You've got people that are, are thinking about this more from a political standpoint than they are from an entertainment value standpoint. And that's hard to separate nowadays. You know, we've, we've made that push where we're trying to educate ourselves. And in order to educate yourself, you have to take on politically charged storylines sometimes. And so this is going to be one of those movies that, I think we're going to have, and like you said, we've already got the twos and threes of the, the reviews in, but we also have the tens. And I think the tens are really going to lead the charge here on making sure that everybody knows this is a series worth watching. You know, I, I take a lot of stock in watching Aaron Sorkin movies, TV shows, whatever it is. The man does his homework. He does a good job of trying to reflect what is kind of true to life I, I understand that he's also done a whole bunch of series that are in the outliers of fringes of truth and whatnot but he does a, a decent job of trying to retell and recount stories accurately while also putting that entertainment spin on it. so I'm, I'm really looking forward to sitting down and watching this movie i think that everybody should take the chance to watch it if, if they have the opportunity they have a netflix account this is one of those ones that it's a must see don't miss it and it's leading the charge for the oscar candidates for 2021 right now it is absolutely and it is something that's very poignant and timely considering the fact that it is battle between protesters and the U.S. government. I mean, whether you're on the left or right, that's your decision. This is not a political show, but it is something that this movie touches upon that mirrors what's going on in today's society at this point in time. And I already talked to you before, I think it was you or Josh, that I said, you know, which famous comedian which comedian is going to step out into that type of dramatic role because you see you know every now and then you see that comedian who's well known for the ha-has and the just the laughters you see them step out and have those breakout performances and you see something that each and every these comedians i mean it goes back to tom hanks and then you can go ahead and say jim carrey in the truman yep. show and then you can go ahead as late as this past year when you had adam sandler step out of the 
Hubie Halloweens and all the other stuff that he does for Netflix, which you know is just a cash grab. And then you see the kind of talent that he actually has. I had said, I think a couple weeks ago uh, or a few weeks ago, that I'd said that Sasha Baron Cohen to me would be the next individual to get that kind of acclaim because I think he has a lot of talent. And you're seeing some of that on display in Trial of the Chicago 7. I'm looking forward to seeing if he gets any kind of marks or gets any kind of acclaim for this role because I think it's just going to help him. Yes, he's going to continue Borat. And we're going to see Borat here in about two or three weeks' time coming up just before the election. We get that. But to see these comedians that can literally step out at any point in time and Mm -hmm. give these kind of performances. Michael Keaton, to an extent. Remember, he played in all those comedies in the 80s. And was that goofy guy. Look at him. He's an Academy Award winner. And he's in the film as well. So this could be a subject in and of itself where we talk about comedians that both male and female that have actually stepped out of their roles as comedian and tried on dramatic performances to great effect and how that seems to happen and work like magic almost every time that they do it. So that's, like I said, another podcast in and of itself. But this cast with Eddie Redmayne, Sasha Baron Cohen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Yahya Abdul-Mahin II, Jeremy Strong, I, Mark Rylance. I mean, Frank Langella, Michael Keaton. This is just an all-star cast working on this film. They've knocked it out of the park, and I'm really, really... And Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I don't know if you mentioned him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like... He's come back is... in the past few months. I mean, he did a lot of stuff, I guess. He was off the radar. And all of a sudden, he's coming back. He's like in three, four movies this year. Yeah. 2019, he only did two movies, Knives Out and 7,500. I mean, this dude's coming out of the woodwork right now and, and popping into a, a movie that is easily an Oscar contender. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm with you. The Eddie Renbanes, the Sasha Baron Cohens, and Gerald, I do have to give you the nod. You, you really did call it a couple of weeks ago on the multiverse that Sasha Baron Cohen is the next guy to break out as that dramatic role. I think um, so. I think he's very skilled. You could see it. it. It's just the fact that you see him popping in those comedic characters like he did with Borat. He's able to go ahead the and dictator. De- yeah, the dictator. He's able to get into those roles. That means he's got to have some skill. It means he's got to have some type of knowledge of being able to get into those roles. And he could have easily, and he has now, easily transferred that over into a dramatic role. So you could see that happening. Eddie Murphy, he got Oscar consideration for his work last year and previously. So, I mean, you have all these comedic actors that are doing these great things once they go once in a while. They dip cross over. T- yeah, they cross <laughs> over. It, they dip their toes in the water into a more dramatic turn. And so I'm I'm just excited to see what Trial of the Chicago 7. I haven't seen it yet, uh, but I plan to. And for myself, decide what end of the spectrum it truly lies on. Looking forward to that. What are your thoughts out there on Trial the Chicago 7? Have you seen it as of yet? It's a big hit on Netflix, and I know it could possibly garner some Oscar consideration because it's got a little bit of buzz based off of the IGN 10 score that they gave it and also some other good scores as well. But it's a very divisive movie amongst critics, so we want to hear your thoughts. Is it that good or is it that bad? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Hey, this is Chad from Ghost Toasters, and you're listening to Pop Culture Cosmos Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Well, my friend, HBO's got another hit on their hands. It seems like almost every week we're pomping out another hit for them or HBO Max, their sister channel, Lovecraft Country is something that I think a lot of people have not yet seen but need to really get into how it combines so many elements from the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and also as well trying to combine it with a meaningful story and gripping narrative each and every episode out as far as also telling the stories of racial inequality and trying to go ahead and send a message there each and every time out. 
it does it without really forcing it upon you and it's something that makes you think but also it delves into the world of weird strange and unusual that hp lovecraft is so familiar with and if you've read some of his works you'll understand why it deals with a very sensitive issue and it also deals with science fiction something i wasn't sure that really would go well together but i'm glad i had a chance to watch some episodes of it so far i'm truly thankful that i did yeah i'm i'm about two episodes in i actually just finished the second last night i'm really enjoying it thus far man it, it's hard to watch at times but at the same time it's a compelling storyline this consistent theme that we're actually discussing today it feels like of social justice and social reform and revolution right and so you know whether it was the trial of the chicago seven and looking at how their lives played out after the riots or it's lovecraft country existing in a more of a fantastical world with actual historical perspectives mixed in there this is a very pertinent TV series right now, and I'm just shocked. I mean, HBO Max has thrown out another success, man. This is a channel slash streaming platform that is just killing it right now. Really, the parent HBO is killing it right now. Yeah. And I do have to say, you know, you got Journey Smollett, you've got Jonathan Majors, Michael K. Williams. I mean, like, these are some great actors, and this is a, a series that everybody needs to take some time to, to watch as well. Absolutely. Again, it's something where... There's some really serious issues that people need to go ahead and think upon that are really hard-hitting combined with the science fiction of H.P. Lovecraft, which, again, if you'd have told me up front and I really saw the previews and whatnot, I would have said, maybe that's not going to work. Maybe that's going to be something where one of the messages gets lost. But you know what? It's intertwined so well, and it's done with such care that I think people really need to go out of their way to see it. And right now, it's it's definitely something worth watching. If you're a fan of HBO, if you're, I think even HBO Max, it, it's already on or it will be on. So if you get a chance, please check out Lovecraft Country. I think you'll be glad you did. What are your thoughts out there on HBO's Lovecraft Country? Are you as big a fan as we are of HBO's Lovecraft Country? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. My friend, before we hit the half-hour break, and Ooh. right after it, our interview with Jay Davis from Stepdads and so many other great movies, I want to ask you this. Marvel TV on Hulu, the show Helmstrom, is something that it's, it's not part of the Kevin Feige MCU show. It's part of the previous administration and regime when it comes to Marvel Television, where they were just making random Marvel shows that didn't really have much of a tie mm -hmm. into the MCU, or even like the Defenders on Netflix, when the, the, all the shows connected to that, which had a very loose connection to the MCU. This one, Hellstrom, is probably one of the last under that banner that we've seen on FX, Hulu, and also Netflix before. I want to hear your thoughts on Hellstrom. It's getting scathed scathing reviews on uh right now all over the place it is probably something that's not going to get the kind of love that i think maybe people or at least some people might think it deserves it's probably not going to be extended for season two i think it's something that the shows were already made and kevin feige said let's just go ahead and make you know put it out there for content on hulu mm -hmm. because going forward all the tv series and tv shows have been put in his control so he can go ahead and intertwine it with the MCU, which makes it more inviting for people to go ahead and check out and makes it more important to check out. Right now, I'm seeing no reason why I should catch Hellstrom. Are you? No, not at all. I mean, this is a, the forgotten child of the Marvel Universe now. It's been stripped of most of its Marvel labels that could have been put on this. You hit the nail on the head. If you go search Marvel Hellstrom, one of the first reviews you're going to find is from TheRinger.com. And they have a really, really, really good historical perspective on what this show has gone through in relation to it existed with Marvel Television. You know, you have the Jessica Jones and the Ghost Riders and the Punishers of the World that also existed on that universe. In that universe, per se. It's in their universe. Yeah. It's in their universe, and it's it, realistically in, in the real world, we'd, we'd call that the, the division of Marvel Television, right? Yeah. It would have existed nicely in that division. It's two years too late, three years too late at this point. And like I said, it's the forgotten child of Marvel Television. And there's no reason to renew this. There's not a huge reason for you to watch it either, I, I wouldn't say. 
I'd got 10 minutes in and I just turned it off. I couldn't watch it. <laughs> I don't blame I mean, but, you. Uh, but I will say I'm, I might be the outlier here. There's nothing that captivated me. Well, Hulu, again, is something that, I've, as I've told you before, I think Hulu Network eventually will find a home, the whole thing be incorporated by Disney+. Plus. I think Disney+, Plus, it's in their best interest to go ahead and loop all the stuff in that they've got from ESPN+, Plus and Hulu. I understand and I get the fact that you could package them all together right now, but why not go ahead and make it convenient for all these things to go ahead and loop under one umbrella? It just seems like it's a natural, seems like it's something that I think should happen, but be that as it may, Hulu needs all the content it can get as a, I don't want to say struggling network, but not as fast growing anymore as they once were, especially since Disney is now putting its clear priority on Disney+. Plus. So with that in mind, this show, it doesn't have to earn big, big ratings in order to go ahead and get a renewal, but I don't see that happening, especially with the bad buzz around it already. Yeah. And the fact that it's not going to get much love in Kevin Feige's office because of the fact that it's not something that it's going to perpetuate or accentuate anything in the MCU, which I think a lot of people now are going to tie to Marvel television going forward. Let's say the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back into a version for Disney Plus on the Agents of S.W.O.R.D. Has, that has been rumored or talked about forever, which may I'd or may be not. interested in that, man. So you'd be <laughs> interested in that, even though people stopped watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC. But if right. it came back as an Agents of S.W.O.R.D., would be interested because it ties in to what they're doing on the MCU. I mean, you've got what's upcoming with WandaVision. You've got what's upcoming with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You've got what's upcoming with Moon Knight and Hawkeye and all these other TV shows, She-Hulk, all these other shows that will be tying in to the MCU. So that makes it imperative for you to watch if you want to follow what's going on. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what I wanted to point out. And you you definitely touched on it. And I lightly touched on it earlier. But, you know, we're, we're moving on with Disney Plus and Marvel and kind of leaving everything behind, whether it was the Punisher, Jessica Jones, or Ghost Rider. We're leaving that behind. We're moving on with WandaVision. Why? Why do we want to renew this for season two? Let's just leave this where it needs to be left and, and move on and start putting out some great shows that actually connect in with the MC, with everything going on right now. Couldn't have said that better myself. What are your thoughts out there on Hulu's Hellstrom? Are you excited for it? Are you watching it now? Or do you think it's just something that's going to meet a short and quick end? Share us your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com Well, coming up next, we've got a great interview for you from Jay Davis with Stepdads. And also some other great works indeed. you got to check out what he's doing on IMDb at Jay Davis. He's coming up a comedy and writer extraordinaire. It's Jay Davis coming up right after the break. This is the Pop Culture Cosmos. Get ready for Kitty Origins Evolutions, the latest documentary from Rob McCallum. Thrusted into heavy metal stardom as teenagers with their debut release, Kitty has thrashed and conquered the heavy metal world for the past 20 years. Kitty has defied industry norms, fought back against women and rock stereotypes, and inspired generations since they appeared. And now, for the first time, they've decided to share their untold story. Generously peppered with archival footage shot by the band, this film gives you an honest and brutal look at what it takes to survive in the music industry. Order the DVD, Blu-ray, and live CD triple pack that features recordings from throughout their 20-year illustrious history from RobMcCallumFilms.com. RobMcCallumFilms.com, your place for awesome stories about awesome people and films worth watching. All right, now we're back with the program. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. I've got an awesome guest on right now, and I'll tell you what, this guy over the past decade has done a lot of great work and if you won't get a chance check out what he's doing or what he has done at imdb it's under jay davis prolific writer comedian producer extraordinaire it's jay davis and jay first off i want to tell people out there the latest work that you did is the hit show on amazon prime that you can watch right now on amazon prime stepdad's your thoughts right. on working on such a great comedy right there for you. Oh, man, it's something that everybody can enjoy. A lot of my stuff is over 18. 
So this is something that like a lot of kids can enjoy as well. So it's like a somewhat of a family show with a little bit of an edge to it. Absolutely. And I, you know, I got a chance to check out the couple episodes that are air right now. And, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it was really a good laugh. And, and I thank you for that because that's something oh. we sorely need. Uh, obviously, with the fight for racial justice going on that I've mentioned so many times on one of my other shows, The Lakers Fast Break, that mm-hmm. we've talked about at length because the Black Lives Matter movement is so important when it comes to the NBA. Mm-hmm. And then also from the standpoint as well as just the coronavirus, just basically mm-hmm. putting everything in the entertainment industry for a time to a halt. Mm-hmm. And now you see what the mere mention or the mere drop of anybody getting a coronavirus on the set, just immediately the production shuts down. It absolutely shuts exactly. down. So how is that? Exactly. How, how are you able to deal with it? How are you able to go ahead as an entertainer who wants to go ahead and provide communities out there, the, the audience, the world with your great work? How are you mm-hmm. able to go ahead and survive and, and just basically be able to still be creative at this point in time? Right. Well, we're actually about to shoot episode three of Stepdads okay. the week that they shut down. So that that like was a, a real like from a real like everybody was upset about it. So I decided to start doing like an animated series. Oh, cool! And it's basically like you know a cartoon series, like three minute episodes about true events that happened in my life. And so I've been doing that for the last couple of months just to keep things like you know people laughing or whatever until we can shoot now we're planning on shooting episode three of stepdads november 7th and 8th we we took all kind of precautions to do it we have like before it was like a big birthday party scene we had to scale that back and it's just trying to be as safe as possible so i mean i've been coming up with ways just to non-contact stuff i shot a sketch where I individually, I told people to go out and shoot their scene. Like it was like three people, in, like I want to say seven people in the scene, yeah. and I told them to go shoot their scene. Yeah, yeah. So it's ways around it. You got to be creative and innovative. Absolutely, because you're now having to worry about increased costs and increased measures that you have to take with personal protection equipment, with also well, people on there just basically making sure. You're right. following certain guidelines. And then, like you said, getting creative, having to rewrite, having to rediscover new ways to go ahead and approach comedy in this type of format. And right. before we go ahead and continue on that, can you give me a little bit more heads up on the animated stuff that you're doing? Because those shorts sound like it's really intriguing. Oh, yeah. They're on my YouTube page. Uh, and I've sent it to a few streaming services or whatever, waiting to hear back from that. But it's called Reckless Enlightenment. And they're basically true, terrible stories that have a message at the end. Uh, I'll give you an example of one. I was pulled over, this was many years ago by the police. It's a random stop. They yanked me out of the car immediately, handcuffed me, and they started searching my car illegally. Mm -hmm. What they didn't know is that I had a bunch of props in my car from a previous shoot. And so I had a bunch of fake guns. And so they're pulling like fake guns out and confused. (laughs) Like one, it was a police scene that we were shooting. So we had packed some sand in a bag and it looked like heroin. And so the police officer was like, bam. I'm like, no, it's just sand. Relax. And they were just going in my trunk, throwing stuff out, asking me what I did. And so we had a, um, a sexual harassment fake PSA that we did. And we needed a deal for the scene. Oh, my gosh. I never out my car. So the cop grabbed it out of the car without looking. And then everybody started laughing. He looked and he was like disgusted. He slammed it and peeled off and they did all that and they didn't even realize i didn't even have a license on me i think my tags were expired too <laughs> but they were just they just wanted to pull me over for some reason you know so. uh, yeah as as i'm hearing more and more stories each and every time from from friends uh, that i have or either people that come on the show or whatnot this is still i'm glad you're laughing it off uh it's still yeah. a very serious issue one of my co-hosts on the Lakers Fast Rate podcast, he got pulled over just for riding his bike. Happened a couple months ago, and I'm sure he's still affected by it to this day. Getting back into what you do, I mean, this is something that's really affected us as far as all the things that are going on in 2020. I mean, mm-hmm. how are you able to go ahead and still find that creative itch out there for comedy? And what do you think comedy in and of itself will do for us or can do for us? in this time of need. I mean, cause right now I think we all need a good laugh. Right. That's the thing that makes comedians great 
if you think of all the great comedians, they turn their pain into laughter for other people. And so you can go back to Richard Pryor, all his oh, yeah. pain, he turned that into laughter. And just like we have that filter, that third eye to see something that's tragic and able to turn it into something that's like everybody like laugh at this. I, I went through this, but you can laugh at it. It's okay. And I'll, it lets people see the other side of different subjects and topics. And that, that's what it, it bothers me when people get offended by when comedians say certain things. I'm like, well, it's, it's, we're on a different playing field than yeah. other people. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you have such a great spirit about you. I can tell it already because you're dealing with these things in a way that you're just laughing off and, and you make others laugh around you. I mean, your career, uh, like you said, you've got Reckless Enlightenment that you've already used as a TV series. And now you're incorporating that with your animated shorts that you got going on. You've been, well, you have such a, a, your decade, last decade was very prolific for you. I mean, not another mm -hmm. black movie, not another zombie movie, because as yeah. you, you know, just the thought of, of, because everybody has seen so many films similar in the genre. It's, it's funny when you can go ahead and poke at those type of films and say, you know what? I'm going to take a stab at it, but at a completely different slant. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, that was the goal. Like I got tired of seeing zombie movies and the same scenarios happening. I'm like, this is, this is the same movie. It's just a different cast. It's all of them were the same movie at one point. It's just something that I think a lot of people need to go ahead and check out more of your work because again, you've done such great things so far. And of course, you know, as a comedian, you know, you're, you're going out there, you're going and showing off your wares whenever you get a chance to. How hard as far as being a touring comedian been in the age of coronavirus? Because, you know, the number of clubs out there, the just the life, it's been so reduced because of coronavirus as well. Mm. I mean, it's just basically just staying at home, being safe at this yeah. point. <laughs> you have to stay at home and just come up with different methods of making people laugh. Yeah. And um and then different ways to just be creative. Like you can be I, I know people who do like um live shows like on StreamYard and just do shows for free yeah. and take donations or whatever. It's different ways to keep your brand out there and keep people entertained at the same time. Just want to go ahead and I have great appreciation for everything that you're doing out there. Stepdads, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing episode three and beyond. The Jay Davis of YouTube page. I'm heading over there. What will uh -huh. I find? What will I see? You're going to see cartoons. Those are like the last six videos that I posted. All the Reckless Enlightenment series. They're there for free. Check them out. They're all true stories. That's the unique thing about them. A hundred percent true stories of stuff that I went through. Because every time I post one, someone's like, this can't be true. I'm like, yes, it is true. So I figure uh, animated series would be the best way. <laughs> Well, you know what, again, you're doing such great work out there and your goals, once we get back to a kind of normalcy, obviously getting stepdads to where it needs to be as a major hit for Amazon Prime. But, you know, I know without giving away too much, what are your goals as far as to go ahead for this decade? You've done so much in the previous decade. I know you still have a lot of great plans coming up. Uh, well, the goal right now, we're actually planning on moving to LA, getting an agent. And I want to be a showrunner. That's the ultimate goal. We have a, a series of shows under my name that I've created. That's the ultimate goal. Because you have your own production company. I mean, if they check out your work, it's right there for you. Right there. First thing you see is your logo. And how satisfying is that for you? I mean, to me, I thought that would be the one of the best things out there is to have your own production company with your name it, as a sense of pride. And you know what? This is my work and I'm glad to show it off. It is great. The great feeling and it's like, it just kind of hit me like we do screenings here at movie theaters. And it's just like the last one we did was last December. And I'm like, I don't know when that's going to happen again. But because like to see your movie come on, your logo come across the screen. That's a great feeling. People excited. But it's just like, when will we, when will we see that again? <laughs> Uh, I've talked to directors and producers and people behind the scenes such yourself. And when you see that work as someone who worked very briefly in the nineties in the movie industry, when I saw that work going up each day in dailies and you see the kind of work you're doing day in, day out, and then you see the finished product on the scene, I get you. I understand yeah. that sense of satisfaction when you see people coming out from the movie theater and they have, you know, that movie was really good. and Or that TV yeah. show, they send you the, the love via the reviews yeah. or, or any out thing out there, the special messages that they got for you. How great yeah. of, of a feeling is that for you when people really love what you do? 
it is great. It's great when people like the the greatest feeling when people like say quotes from it. Yeah. Like I think whatever you do something special when you have quotables, mm-hmm. whether it's in music or 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 writing or movies, whenever you have a quotable, something that somebody like, hey, you remember when you said this or just spit a random quote out? That's the best feeling in the world. I mean, you were really whatever I did, you really enjoyed it and you enjoyed it to the fact that you remembered it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I tell you what, there's a lot to remember when people go ahead and check out the first two episodes of Stepdads, which is now available on Amazon Prime. Jay Davis, Charles Dunlap, and Ben Sloan, they do a great job on the show. Everybody involved, it looks like, you know, like I said, from what I've seen so far in the two episodes, it looks like something that you could really stick with as far as a comedy is concerned. And it doesn't take itself too seriously. I think that's the part that I like best about it because a lot of these comedies these days on the networks, they have a tendency to take themselves too seriously. They become, I think the word dramedy, I think it's overused and overplayed. I think just the fact that you want to go ahead and make people laugh, I think that's what works best for stepdads. Yeah. And it's like you can't please everybody. Like comedy is very subjective and everything is people find different things funny. That's just what it is. That's what the world is. And so just don't take yourself too serious. Enjoy yourself. Now, people can get a hold if they have any questions or they've got any feedback for you. If they got any great comments they want to go ahead. It looks like at J Davis TP on Twitter. Is that correct? Yes, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is J Davis TP, everything. All right. Or you can just put it up on my website, jdavisfilms.com. jdavisfilms.com, J Davis TP, like you said, on social media. I bet Twitter is just a fun place to go for you every time out. I love Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Twitter is like whenever I want to like fact check stuff, like I see the memes by like different celebrities. I'm like, I got to see if they really said this. It's so, <laughs> so funny. I- yeah. <laughs> Twitter can be a very cruel place, but it can be a very funny place to go. Uh, I can oh, tell yeah. you as a fellow sports fan, and we were talking just before the show about our fantasy football teams. And mm. I can tell you with the Lakers going all the way and getting the world championship, you know, the fellow team in Los Angeles, the Clippers and their ultimate demise, Twitter, it bordered on the mean but my God, it was so much funny memes out there. It was just unbelievable. And you could see that as well with whatever sports teams or whatever, like you said, actors. I mean, social media, it's been a big boost for you, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, it, it helps. It, it cuts the marketing thing in half. Like, it, it's a gift and a curse because now uh, you see a lot of times people become famous because they have a lot of followers. But at the same time, it's like, I need that because I don't have a million dollar marketing budget. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that, but that's how you can create one is by getting that following online, getting that following right. on social media. And you're doing a great job there at J Davis TP, wherever you get your social media. But before we head on out, I want you to do the hard pitch for everybody out there on everything that you're doing and why they need to check out all the great work from your animated stuff to your comedy, to whatever you're doing on stepdads going forward and all the mm-hmm. other projects, where do they need to check out all the great stuff that you're doing? First, you can start check out Stepdads on Amazon Prime right now. We have two episodes there. A third one will be up in a month or so. Check out on my Reckless Enlightenment page on my YouTube channel. Just search J. Davis TP. Funny comedy, funny animated series. It's a quick three minutes, three-minute laugh before work. Thank me later. Absolutely. <laughs> also finishing up season two of my sketch comedy show, The Reckless Enlightenment Sketch Comedy. We're going to have like six 20-minute episodes of uncensored sketch comedy that everybody needs to see. We're going to hopefully get that out before the end of the year, very latest, the beginning of 2021. Well, I'm looking forward to that, and I wish you continued success. Like Moving to L.A., I lived in SoCal for 25 years, so I know how the life can be hard in living in L.A., but, but if you make it, Oh my gosh, everybody, everybody will be, I'm sure you've already had a a taste or two as far as when you have something successful and and how it pays off and everybody wants to get to know you and and all that stuff. So I'm sure you're already well prepared for that. But like, I I know who my cousins are. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I don't know any new ones is going to pop up. (laughs) Right through the woodwork there. Yeah, I I can imagine. I can imagine for you. I, hopefully that won't happen. Hopefully you'll just get continue to get great stuff out there. And of course, all the great praise that you're deserving of. Jay, I wish you continued success. And again, please, 
at jdavistp. Check him out everywhere. You can go ahead and get on his social media, YouTube, whatever. Check out all the great stuff that he's doing. And of course, his latest project, Stepdads, episode three is coming out in the not too distant future. The first two episodes are available now on Amazon Prime. And Jay, it's just been so incredible having you on the show. I hope to get you back on when you got more great stuff to go ahead and talk about on the show. Hey, just let me know. I'm I'm always willing to come on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it as well. And it's always great having you right here on the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you need your video game fix, be sure to check out Retro City Games. Located in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada, Retro City Games has the cure for all your video game vices. Retro games and games for current consoles, Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation, Xbox, and more. Retro City Games has all the staples from any library and some highly collectible offerings too. So pick up a few games today at Retro City Games in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada. Retro City Games is your video game metropolis and we're back to close out the show this is the pop culture cosmos I want to thank so much jay davis from stepdads and so many other great movies for stopping by on the program today my friend i got a chance to go ahead and check out some bad boys again for the audio files out there these right here these right here in fact i'm going to go ahead and pop these bad boys open on camera right now these bad boys right here are the Lavanda Loons, which you can pre-order right now. Lavanda Loon. You want to go ahead and type that in into a Google search and comes right up as far as the website because if you pre-order it, these bad boys you can get, you can pre-order for half off right now. The $78 price pre-order because you're buying in early if you're interested. Very good sound. Could use a little bit more bass, but what are you going to get with earpods? I've only had one experience where there's any kind of really deep bass with with earpods, and that's with the previous earpods I got from Helm Audio. Otherwise, these are really good sound, really quality. Has active noise cancellation, which can shut off the entire universe if you want. So if you don't want to hear Ooh. the wife going at you, the Mr. or Mrs., husband or wife going off on you, or the kids screaming in the background, you just want to shut off to the world, it does have that active noise cancellation. Or with a simple touch of the ear, it can go ahead and go into ambient sound so you can hear the world around you. It's really good, water resistant. I did as the video, you'll see up on my upcoming review, you'll see that the video that they put out, the guy goes in the shower. Well, I did that. It is you water, did not. yes I did. It is water oh, resistant, man. it works fine. So it is water resistant. It is rated for that. It is something that I think a lot of people should get into. And once again, I had a very good experience with it. I'm going to have my full thoughts and full written review on it coming up this week at popculturecosmos.com. Hopefully I will get a chance to pop it on as you're listening to us right now on podcast outlets or radio stations everywhere. I want to go ahead and let you know that the review will be up hopefully in the not too distant future at popculturecosmos.com. My full written thoughts on it. I'm going to be very positive on it because for me, it's been a great experience. And again, you can get half off pre-ordering today on the Lavanda, L-A-V-A-N-D-A, L-U-N-E, Lavanda Loon, earpods, wireless ANC earpods right there for you for $78. You can pre-order now up to 45 hours of battery charge. Of course, that includes it being in the case, so you got to include that because they all do these days on the earpods. But up to 45 hours of battery life, really good. Really had a great time with it. So if you get a chance, check that out. I will have the links in the description. If you're listening to this on the podcast outlets, it's going to be in the description below for you. It's the Lavanda Loons, and I'm really thankful for the chance and opportunity to go ahead and check these out. All right, my friend, been a great episode, had a lot to talk about. You and I. But before we head on out, I've wanted to get the chance to talk to you about the Arcade 1-Up Infinity Table. Mm -hmm. Arcade 1-Up, who, as you see, I've already got one of their products, the Final Fight Arcade Machine there in the background. I've had a great time with it. There's also many other Arcade 1-Ups that, since they've come out in the past couple years, have really burst onto the scene when it comes to the home arcade market. But they've been branching out as of late. CES, I was there and had a chance to meet with them. I had a chance to hear their thoughts and 
They were going into Virtual Pinball, which is coming out very soon, around five ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I think they have a unit coming out. They're also coming out with other stuff, including a big, what, three, four foot tall joystick with games that are added that you can play on screen. It's a standalone. It's really standing from the floor all the way up to you, all maybe up to my waist as far as the controller is concerned. That's for about ninety nine ninety nine. But this one that was put out on Kickstarter got funded in 15 minutes. It comes as a 24 or 32 inch table. And it's really gotten a lot of interest from table gaming. I think they weren't sure about the table gaming industry and how that would go over. But it has built in and pre-existing some Hasbro games, favorites like Monopoly and things of that nature. A lot of the games from the Hasbro. And you know, Hasbro is the major name right now in table gaming. Like they even own D&D. I don't know if D&D is on it, but that's an option right there for you. But a lot of great Hasbro games, some of the family fun games. I want to ask your thoughts on this. The ability, obviously, will as well, I think, to add on games to it as well, of course, at a nominal right. price, you know, because microtransactions. Could this be the future of board gaming? Why wouldn't it be? I mean, uh, we, we all want to get to a point where we can play board games in our living rooms without having to leave our living rooms to play with our friends, right? So well, think about uh, like think about like a, having this huge tablet, so to speak, that has four right, legs, yeah. and you're able to pick which game you want to play, and it's just going to appear on the screen right there, either on the 24-inch right. or 32-inch. This feels like the first version of what's to come, right? To me, at least. And so looking at it, you know, you've got anything from Monopoly to Scrabble to Simon. I mean, like Hungry Hippos, even. Yahtzee. Hungry, hungry I mean, Hippos, yeah. I, I, why wouldn't you want to play this this system? So I'm really looking forward to the release on this one. I'm, I'm hoping maybe you get a review unit. Maybe I can swing through Vegas. We could play some tabletop games together. I, I don't know what's going on here, man. I just... I'm trying to see what we can get going. But, you know, I'm really looking forward to this. I looked at their Kickstarter for a while. I watched their video. This is a Kickstarter I think I would love to get behind. And and I got to talk to the wife before I spend the money that I'm trying to spend on this one. But this is something that's really, really, really unique. And it's definitely a conversation piece for your home anytime anybody comes in. Again, again, it got approved. It got finalized in 15 minutes. So even yeah. though they weren't sure 100% where the table gaming market is at, I think they've got a clear-cut idea now because they were asking for 50000 and they right now are standing at 778 Oh, yeah. And they're crushing it right now, man. And for good reason. When you watch the video on the Kickstarter, this will tell you everything you need to know. This is a, a fully thought-out system. And just looking at the way that the touchscreen interacts with, with people as there's multiple touches on the screen... You can tell that they've really thought about the user interface, the user experience throughout the entire design phase. They're looking at doing probably more things like this in the future going forward as they want to branch out from the home arcade market. They're trying to go ahead and see where they can find their niche in other ways and diversify a little bit. Whether or not that ultimately is going to be successful, we'll have to wait and see. But at least right now with the Infinity Table, which you can again can order 24-inch or 32-inch, you can go to Kickstarter right now and just type in Arcade 1-Up Infinity Game Table. And we'll also have this in the description links for our podcast outlets. Just go ahead and type that in right there or click on it. And you can go ahead and be part of the Kickstarter because there's still, as of this recording, 42 days left to go ahead and be part of it. I'd say it's been a big success for Arcade 1-Up. I know they're probably thrilled. I haven't spoken to them lately on it, but I'm sure that they are. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this transforms the board gaming culture, the board gaming culture, the bo- the way we think of board gaming going on in the future. No more stacks like I have right now in my living room of board games that are sitting there right there gathering dust. You'll have it all right there on an infinity table, no less. If somebody could come up with terraforming Mars for this table, I would love it because I get tired of keeping all those tiles and cards out across my coffee table while we play. I think that's the goal. I think that's the the thing. I think anything that, because they have the Hasbro involvement in it, I think that's the first place to go. So anything in Hasbro's library that is anywhere near popular, I think they're going to approach it. If they can find somehow a way to go ahead and incorporate Dungeons and Dragons into it, although that would be really hard to do because, of course, the fact that the DM has to be 
you know, he has to have some semblance of secrecy on his or her side, as opposed to just going in and having it out there on the table. I don't know well, if they're going to be able to incorporate that, but if they can, that's going to be even a bigger winner for Arcade 1M. Man, I've already got some design ideas for version 2 as far as like incorporating people's personal devices to act as like a Scrabble like letter uh, tile stand or for a D&D, for a Dungeon Master, for a DM to actually have that secrecy by using their own tablet or their own laptop to interface with the table. Now, if that's the case right there for you, you need to go ahead and pitch Arcade 1-Up. I can send you a couple names if you're interested. Uh, oh, oh, I mean, I don't know how to design it. I can just give you the idea. So, um, uh, well, if we send that in, they're going to be like the time I went ahead and reached out to the White Castle to see if they can go ahead and come over here and I'll get it buy into a franchise here. Oh, yeah. And, and they told me, of course, in a letter that, at that time, because we were writing letters, that's how long ago it was, that they were family-owned and they couldn't have the distribution out here. Well, again, 15 years later, they have three out here now. So needless to say, they'll probably say thanks, but no thanks. But then you'll see it walking around at the next CES. So Yeah, two years later, it'll be at CES and yeah. everybody's going to be using it. And we're so. like, hey, but Marcus thought of that idea right there. No, no, you're good. I, I mean, but that's the natural development of, of tech right now is, you know, just because I've had this idea doesn't mean 8 million people haven't had this idea at Arcade One. And, so. and you know, Hasbro, they've got the IP. So Has, Hasbro's got the IP. They also have a, who's the other one? Asmodee is the other yeah. IP. Yeah. So, and then they've got some Mattel in there too, because Scrabble is technically a Mattel game, if yeah. I remember correctly. So, I mean, we've got quite the, the mix of games going into the infinity table. This is going to be one to watch. And I'm really looking forward to the, the development and rollout because we have enough time here where they can start incorporating features that we haven't even announced yet on the Kickstarter. And I know something that's always been, I guess, argued about or detracted from as far as their offerings, as far as from the home arcade market, is the fact that they come out with a unit, let's say like a NBA Jam or a Final Fight or a Star Wars, and they only have mm-hmm. some options for you as far as games. So once you're finished with that or played a few times, you get tired of it. Or at least some people get tired of it. You know, there are mm-hmm. some that are still banking on the nostalgia and just love the nostalgia and love the fact that they'll play it every now and then. But for some of us out there that once they're done with the games, what next? What next? So this is a way with the connectivity aspect of it that people can go ahead. Okay, I want a new board game to play with a family. Let me go ahead and see what they've got to offer. And let's see if we can go ahead and download it. So. I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Infinity Table will do. Once it gets mass marketed out there, I mean, my gosh, it's going to be something that a lot of people will go ahead. I think next Christmas, if it comes out by then to retail distributors, it's going to be a hot property right there. Ooh, yeah. What are your thoughts out there on Arcade 1-Up's Infinity Table? We'd love to hear your thoughts. If this will change the way you and the family gather around for a board game. Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Marcus is just like looking at it very seriously in depth right now, just checking everything out. Man, I'm trying to learn as much as I can about this infinity table. I'm, I'm not joking, man. I know I tell you all, all the time I'm excited. I'm excited about the PS5 and trying to get on that, but this is really cool to me. I, I grew up playing a lot of Scrabble, a lot of Monopoly. So the idea that I could play this just locally on my coffee table with, with whoever's sitting with me, outstanding. So I'm looking forward to it as well. Hoping the Arcade 1-Up will at least give us an interview in the not-too-distant future on this and what they have upcoming. So I'll see if I can go ahead. They always tell me, if you ever want to go ahead and talk, I'll go ahead and talk. So hopefully I can go ahead and connect with someone and talk about this and everything else they've got in their holiday lineup coming up real soon. My friend, I want to thank you so much for stopping by on today's program. also want to give a big shout-out to... Jamie Monroy, also saw Nancy Weems, and Noah Ian Fine for stopping by. Give us a big thumbs up and big heart out there for you. Appreciate the comments. Thank you so much for watching. As always, we truly appreciate it. Got some great fans and followers indeed. But Marcus, it's been great having you on the program. I look forward to going ahead and doing more game source profiles with you when it comes to upcoming Mm -hmm. games, plus also other great guests. Josh as well. I know I'm looking forward to that. Check out our game source profiles and upcoming video games each and every Wednesday in the not-too-distant future, coming up right here on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel for the weeks ahead. And then also check out Marcus coming up this Friday 
on the PCC multiverse. My friend, it's been a great episode, and I cannot thank you enough for being a part of it. Any last thoughts on the way out? None other than Arcade 1-Up. I'm really looking forward to your Infinity Table, and thank you to the PCC family to having me back on the Monday show as well as the Friday show. So thank you very much. No problem at all. Glad to have you here. Thank you for stepping in for Josh. Josh will be back on next week's show. Looking forward to that as, again, each week we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture as only we can right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. So for Marcus De La Garza, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day of paradise right here in the Pop Culture Cosmos. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great next evolutionary leap in the Thunderverse has arrived. The Ring of Thunder is a whole week's wrestling in a half hour. What? The Ring of Thunder is a whole week's wrestling in a half hour. What? Every show. What? 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 You come up around here wetting in sexy Thor's yard like he's anything but the hammer swinging, burrito eating, mic blazing, marking out but never tapping out Lord of Thunder, like you would do anything but sit down, open your ears, and take in the Ring of Thunder wherever you find your podcasts like you would find any other podcast in the Thunderverse or the ESO network. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. TangentBoundNetwork.com Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos and stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.